March the 24th, and it's the Independent Thinking Texans podcast here where we just sit and uh, let our minds wonder about things, man. So where does it begin on March 24th? March 24th. Well, you were you were telling me some good news before the uh, before we started recording here. Some good news about our neighbor state, New Mexico. Oh yeah. Uh, becoming what? The, what would this make them? The 19th state? Yeah, I wouldn't even know. I think it's oh, something like the 19th state to uh, legalize recreational marijuana. When when were you saying that goes into effect? Uh, like June 29th. I June think. 29th. Yeah. So uh, so hey, congrats to. New Mexico, as we sit here in Texas, yeah, hey, big fist enviously. Bump. Yeah. Big fist bump. You know, good job. You know? Hey, hey, I like it. I like it. I mean, you know, I think it's good. It's good. Just for another, them. just another check off the, off yeah. the list, man. Got to make it move. to fifty. You know, it's honestly, I lived in New Mexico for a good amount of time, and it, it honestly surprises me a little bit that they were this late. Yeah. Because they also neighbor Colorado. Right. You know, and not that that not. New Mexico, we talked about this a little, like, either last episode or the one before. Um, they, New Mexico is an interesting state. You know, it's a very diverse state. They have a diverse, cult, a divi- a diverse culture, right. range of culture there. There's a lot of different people and different ways of life there. It's an interesting place. I can't wait to go. I guess we haven't even really talked about that. Maybe we should talk about that. Is that in August we so last year we did we went and climbed the highest peak in Texas Guadalupe Peak we had a great time it was awesome yep uh, this year in August we're going and we're gonna do Wheeler Peak in Carson in the Carson National Forest in northern New Mexico it's the highest peak in New Mexico and so we're gonna go have some fun with that and uh, see where that leads us it'll be a good time one thing's for sure is you can't go up to northern New Mexico and not just Immerse yourself in the beauty that's up there, man. It's it is yeah. a ridiculously beautiful place, man. There's just cool stuff everywhere. You want to stop everywhere and get out. You know what I mean? You're like, oh man, I want to go check that out. Like, there's never enough time. You know, it's one of those things you kind of. That's why you kind of have to have your trip and say like, okay, it's like with with um, Guadalupe. Right. It was like, no, we really came to climb this, so let's make sure that we can climb the mountain. Yeah. You know. And it's like you really have to have a focus point because you can get sidetracked easy. Oh yeah, you know. Yep. You know. But uh, but yeah, no, you know, I'm I'm hoping uh, that Texas will come to its senses soon on the, on on that issue. Uh, maybe having a, I think New Mexico will be our first, the first state bordering us to have legalized it. I believe. I don't believe Oklahoma, Arkansas, or Louisiana has. So maybe having it a little closer to home will uh, will get Texas thinking a little bit. You know, maybe uh, I hope that New Mexico's program does good. You know, I'm sure they're going to tax it. Hopefully they can fund their entire education system with it like, like Colorado is doing. You know, if you are going to tax it, put it towards something good yeah. and, and make a, make a good program out of it. Hopefully the and, education uh, system's a good one though. They'll yeah, have to figure that out, you know. Yeah, no, yeah. Hopefully they're not. Whatever uh, though, I know what you mean. Yeah, go yeah, so they get, we get, we know we got to figure it out. But, uh, you know, but Texas, like that. man, you know Texas just it seems like they could really make a lot of tax money. No, off man, of that. I just don't think it's gonna. I, I I'm really not optimistic, especially watching how long it took New Mexico. New Mexico was way more. It, well, I guess I mean I lived in and around Santa Fe. So, I mean, there, for sure, they were much more open about it. And I think that, and I mean, that is the capital. So, yeah. I mean, you do have pressure, kind of like Austin would be. Yeah, Austin Austin is the capital of Texas. And it is a, uh, you know, I, I hesitate to call it like a liberal, progressive. Like, I don't necessarily think that an Austin liberal is going to get along with like a Portland, you know. Yeah, no, it's a different. I think it's a different kind of. You've nailed it. We've said it early in this. It's like Texas is a little, especially in the cities, it's more purple than people give it credit for, you know. I mean, I don't think it's ever. There are certain places that might be pretty solid blue, but I'd say it's more. Say it's more purple, man. I mean, because you got the guns and stuff, and then but then whenever you got people that are more, you know, liberal socially, you've got the gun issue, which is more conservative thing, and but then you've got the, 
you know, the weed and the, the you know, let don't, you know, come on. If it's not a violent crime, let's go. What are we doing here, you know? Yep. And so you've got this weird gray area politically. wonder how many people in the country are really sit in a weird gray area politically and don't really fit inside. But before we go there, I don't even want to, you know. I'd say it's a majority. Say, yeah, I would say so yeah. too. I think so too. But what do I know? <laughs> you know, but I, I also think this. I, mean, we didn't, I don't know if we ever clarified this or not. I do kind of predict that Greg Abbott's probably just going to win the governor's race yeah, in here. Most likely, from what it looks like to me, I don't. I don't really follow it that much, dude. I don't follow it at all, to be honest. Yeah, like I see the things they do when it something comes up. Really, I don't sit there and like wake up and type in what did Greg Abbott pass today. Yeah. yeah, I never do. I've never done that in my life, you know. So I don't really know, but well, you know, when, when if, the if he does win, it, in session, I'll pay attention. Yeah, w- w- if he does, yeah. No, I mean, sometimes there are things that are going through that that you know I read about and I see, and I definitely you know pay attention when I see things, and if there's something going yeah. on that's big enough for me to need to pay attention to, it's gonna slap me right in the face at some point in this world for sure, you right. know. And. uh yeah, I don't. I just don't know, man. I don't know if uh, if we're quite ready. I mean, I, I think if somehow we got a referendum on the ballot, that would be a way. If we could get a referendum on the ballot, that the state of Texas would might prove that we're over fifty percent positive. But I don't know if that would happen, man. I, I'm not. I think it would be pretty damn close. Honestly. Yeah, I think it'd be closer I, I, than yeah, people no, think. But would. I'm not so sure that. People would uh, would be dead set on on marijuana being legalized. Even people who don't mind people smoking weed, I think the idea of having it full on legalized scares a lot of people. You know, I, I'm just being honest. What I yeah. think, I do believe that. And, I, and for as right. for as dumb as that sounds to you and I, uh, I I I think we might be surprised. You know yeah. how how bad it gets shut down. Yeah. But there are other things to it. You know, there are a lot of aspects to it. It's not that cut and dry. It's not that, you know, that easy to really know what happened. But if it, I don't think it's going to come from, like, a political top-down movement in Texas. It's going to have to come from a grassroots populist movement. Right. I think the veterans are a huge movement that yep. could definitely move that needle forward. Texas veterans for uh, marijuana legalization and definitely reclassification. Right. Out of the schedule one, I mean that should be done like, yeah, man. Like Even if you're not going to legalize it, yeah, you got to move it. <laughs> so you got to remove it. You cannot classify marijuana with methamphetamine. And, and well, you're just and, getting and, you're, I mean, you you are giving ridiculous. up your credibility, right? You know, at that point, I, how do you expect people to trust you? You don't think people know the difference? Like, I I right. a lot of people are there are people who aren't. Who 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 don't try to use their brain, you know, yeah. and they don't and and they do fall through the cracks, okay? But for the most part, I don't think humanity is that dumb. I really don't like when they can sit sit down and really think about things. They're like, oh right. yeah, why? That's weird. That that's bullshit. That's what they say right there. Yeah. That's bullshit. And so that organization, whoever classifies drugs and wants this authority, gives up all of their credibility you know and it's like dude it's not even the same it's right. not even the same you know it's just not know from experience dude if you know what i mean nah what movie yeah. is that from that's from oh billy madison yeah yeah chris farley right yeah man that's funny chris no, farley didn't. yeah no he no, didn't. You didn't no not me personally but a friend i know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, busted, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Chris Farley. He was great, man. Yeah, that's great. What a spinoff. Well, what else have we got going on, man? What else is, what else can uh, I have? Yeah, the, well, that's a great thing. Great story yeah, uh, for, great for New Mexico. Pill. And good luck, great New Mexico. Yeah. yeah. Go for it, man. Yeah. Go for it. Damn. Uh, let's see. What did happen today? Well, today is the one-month anniversary of the beginning of the invasion of uh, Ukraine. And there's also today a... Uh, a NATO NATO had a summit today, or summit, or meeting, or I don't even know what the official title of the meeting was, but uh, I did listen to some of it, listen to Biden speak at the NATO meeting, and uh, 
pretty much sticking to all the same rhetoric that we've stuck to, you know, that he stuck to before, you know. Uh, I did notice that one thing that came up a lot was bioweapons. A lot of, lot of, uh, lot of interest into whether or not Russia is going to use bioweapons and whether, uh, whether there would be a NATO response if Russia did employ bioweapons in Ukraine. Which, of course, they gave the typical politician fuzzy answer to, you know. Yeah. You know, ours will, our, our retaliation will be in kind. You know, it depends how they use them and where they use them and stuff like that. But uh, I, do, I did think it was kind of interesting how this all started uh, right after the whole stories coming out with, like, RT saying that, that Russia had discovered... Uh, military bioweapon labs and stuff in Ukraine, you know, and uh yeah, I believe more, I believe Victoria a, Newland got questioned about it and it's said like a that, media it's like a media one info it's an info right. an info it's an info war info info war info war van dot video man Oh man plugging Alex Jones shit the so. matrix shit <laughs> Uh, hey, dude, he just said he had a good name hey, for his station. Name. I mean, that is exactly, that's exactly what, what it that's is. That's it. It's an, it's info, an war. info war. Man. It's really, that's... no matter what it is, it's a great attack strategy. It always happens in time of conflict. <laughs> the info war is a part of it, you know, in time of conflict, always. Right. And it is heavy. It, oh, yeah. it, it, it's honestly, for a standard, I don't know what it's like for people in other parts of the world, but for a person here in Texas, it's a little overwhelming these days, dude. Like from COVID to this shit, it's like man. Oh, honestly, you know, I think like, that the I, the like, propaganda of this has just blown anything from COVID out of the water. I believe yeah. this is yeah, gonna be no, no, this is true. probably the it's quickest true. I've ever seen society hyper focus on something. Yeah, you know, and uh, it really was just like shocking. I mean, even coming out of two years of COVID yeah, hysteria, yeah, it's just a lag. And two, but you're already you know, kind of tired, fatigued yeah. from it of like always being on hyper, like. Oh shit! What's on the news today? Yeah, you know, are they gonna shut down the fucking store again? You know what's gonna happen? And you're just waiting for something bad. You're like waiting for something bad to happen. Waiting for something bad to happen. And it causes like stress and anxiety and and yep. types of of bad feels, you know. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's like just when you think you're on the end of it, it's like this guy's mm. a, this guy Putin. Yeah. He's a fucking nut job. He's Pootler. Yeah. Pootler. <laughs> He's Pootler, dude. All right. Dude, dude. I always think about that video we watched of him when he's talking to, like, one of his defense Oh, yeah. personnel. Like, and it's, what does he say? He says, speak, uh, speak clearly. Yeah, speak clearly. And then clearly. he says something, and then he says something, and the way he looks at him and chuckles, he's like, huh. Like raises uh, his upper lip and you're well, just like Like you know I have this button right here. The floor panel beneath you will fucking fall. Yeah, <laughs> you will fall with sharks and laser beams. <laughs> like a fucking I yeah. mean, dude, say what you want about Putin. He makes a great like Hollywood villain. Oh, absolutely. You know? If you were gonna cast a absolutely. movie and you wanted yourself oh, a does. good James Bond villain. He does. He does, man. <laughs> He does. If he would put an eye patch on, it would be yeah. ridiculous, you know. It would be. Oh shit. Whereas, like, yeah, no, he absolutely does, man. And I mean, he probably, he probably, to some extent, is kind of. I mean, you have to be a pretty rough dude to uh, to get along as the president of Russia. I imagine it wouldn't be something that like I'd be able to go sit in the role of. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. You got to be like a really hardened individual. To be able to sit in that type of role, yeah, for sure. You know, you're not gonna be some. You know, I mean, it's yeah. just a rough. Yeah, but well, what are you? What, you know, you're not gonna be soft. You're not gonna be some Joe Biden. Yeah, I mean, really, go yeah. down the list. Oh yeah, go down the list. Mitt Romney. Of, yeah. Can you imagine Mitt Romney being? Poop? I want to. I want to. I want to kind of. I want to kind of touch on something that maybe hits a little closer to home too. You yeah. know, and it kind of ties into this whole ordeal. You know, like how much seriously of like people are like, oh, do you think that? And I don't think it's good to speculate. I'm not. I don't want to spend too much time speculating. I don't because, you know, even without speculating, trying to know the truth is hard. But let's right. just for the sake of it, let's uh, allow it a little. Right? If um. If Donald Trump was still president, would Putin have done this? And I think right away in my head, I wonder if 
a lot of this does have to do with the Biden family and their people and their dealings in the Ukraine directly. Yeah. And Hunter's, then Hunter's becoming... It, you, just the whole thing, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't even know about his laptop. It's just like, obviously, he. The, it's been admitted th- that he ha- had dealings in Ukraine, made millions of dollars there, oh, yeah. was on the Breeze, the energy, as well as John Kerry's. You know, and now these people right. are in charge of our country. At that time, Donald Trump was president, but... You know, Putin's probably thinking, okay, as long as Trump's president, you know, these people are, it doesn't make him happy, but I know, I know that if I go to Donald Trump, it's a different channel than them. Now they became that channel and they're dealing in the Ukraine. Do you think that that had a lot to do with like, Putin knew it when he, Putin already knew when Biden was elected, like, okay, okay, I know where this is going. I, like, there was no chance at that point. Right. I think, so. yeah, I think that that probably has something to do with it. I, I mean, for ye- for years, starting in, like, what, about, like, 2015, 16, something like that, we heard about uh, the Biden's dealings with Ukraine and, and Hunter Biden's laptop having a bunch of shady shit on it and stuff, you know. Uh, and, I mean, I'm the same way. I, I read all about it. All those years ago, I can't. I couldn't hardly tell you anything about it today, but uh, and I'm sure there's a lot of lot of crazy yeah. propaganda that comes with that too. So it's hard right. to really know. I don't even. That's not the point, yeah, no. you know. What what but did come out of it? That I do think there's a there's a there was a pattern though. I mean, you know, uh, Putin annexed Crimea in when 2014, right? Who was president in 2014? Obama. Obama. Who was vice president? Biden. Right. Oh, I thought his name was Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) you know and then of course and then we had the one term of Donald Trump and then now Biden is back in the White House and Putin is back on his bullshit you know I mean that is no I mean there there does appear to be a pattern here no absolutely from from a point of pure speculation there does appear to be a pattern here uh, which I have not heard anyone sufficiently explain away you know other than maybe i guess putin just decided to kick back for eight years you know uh maybe maybe they spent eight years planning this botched (laughs) military operation you know i I will say uh when it comes to russia's invasion of ukraine for a war that got planned for eight years uh, unless putin is just trying to play a very weak hand here and not show all his cards which I think could be a very real possibility. But from the clips I've seen, the Russian army appears to be a bunch of rednecks who stole some National Guard equipment. I want to float this idea right here. Uh, just a little pushback on this. Who benefits if the Ukraine gets completely destroyed? You know, like, who, obviously, people in the Ukraine who have already fled and lost their homes, lost their livelihoods, right. they've already lost. But I'm saying, like, on a geopolitical scale, because we know those are the assholes who are fighting this war, who started this war, right. are the people who are fighting over geopolitical purposes. Yep. So looking at it from that way, it's like, who would win from tactically from the Ukraine just getting destroyed? Just leveled. You know? Not Russia. Yeah, no. So why would that why Russia. would that be their tactic to go in there? Right, yeah. No, and, and, and I do believe that the Russian it, army know? is holding back. Yeah, uh, yeah no. Like they're, I don't think that would they're be They're sending in a lot of bombs and stuff like that, but that, as far as like uh infantry and and yeah. you know uh yeah. I guess there have been a lot of tank columns. Again, but, I've never been to the Ukraine. Like, uh, I would have... I mean, there'd be time... Like, obviously, I don't want to go now. I don't want to go into a conflict zone like that where I know nothing about it. But, I mean, I'm sure it's a beautiful country. I'm sure it has a lot of great, rich history. And... Uh, but, honestly, man, like, it just is so far away that all of the information is already distorted because I know nothing about the country. Yeah. And I mean, when I say that, like I know a little bit about it, but I don't know jack shit really. I mean, I know enough about Texas. I fucking lived here all my life pretty right. much for but for for a little bit of time. You know? I mean, it's uh it's it's hard to it's hard to really 
to really have. No, it's hard to get a handle. Yeah, on to get a handle yeah, on sure. it. You know, I just don't. It's but but what I do kind of like to see is like what is our role and going back to what you brought up a minute ago is like the 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 the, the NATO summits and stuff like that. Like, what's our role? And I I wished. I, I wish that there was more peace talks from our side. Like, I wish there was a little bit more of level-headedness, but I'm afraid there's not. So, folks, what I'm saying is stock up your freezers. Get a generator. Get water. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. I'm not no. saying it's time to panic, but Jesus, it is time to fucking panic. No. I'm just kidding. It doesn't appear to be that way. I mean... It's never bad you know, to be prepared. No, it never hurts not. to be prepared. Whatever that yeah. means for you, right? You know, I mean, some people think that means that you need an extra ounce of weed, and I'm not saying <laughs> that's a bad thing. You know, you know, you actually just segued into something that I really wanted to bring up tonight. Um, as we hear about, we hear so much about America's role in propping up all of these. Global alliances like NATO and uh, and you know all all these alliances we have to try and focus on NATO, the EU, you know the G ten, you know I, I guess that's technically part of the uh, the EU. Exactly, but, like what but, even is it? That's yeah, the whole point. Like, you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> what about what about I would D, just hey, like what about D twelve? Yeah, what about D twelve? Uh, Remember him and him was great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, we forgot about no. D12, dude. I would just like to take this opportunity to remind all Americans listening to this podcast right now, and this might shock you, but we actually have our own alliance right here at home that we need to try and maintain. You might have heard of it. It's called the United States of America. Yeah. Okay? Right. <laughs> and there is a reason... Our founding fathers, I'm bringing up these old racist white dudes, you know, yeah. here I go again so with go. my, with quoting yeah. my old racist white dudes, you know, but there's a reason that our founding fathers told us not to entangle alliances. That's because we have our own alliance right here at home. I know Americans, most Americans, especially these days, don't think of America that way as some sort of alliance of sovereign states but that's exactly what it is okay and you know on our last episode we brought up like the 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 uh the federalists and the anti-federalists you know and the articles of confederation america's first constitution and stuff and you know i really wish that more americans would begin to think of of our uh, of our country of the united states of america these united states of america in that sort of term and it would really, I think, shift our priorities, you know, because there's a reason that our founding fathers told us not to get entangled with other alliances. So basically, and you're even, saying you're you know, saying this radical, you're saying this very radical thing by saying that instead of going and worrying about people all around the world and especially like destroying their countries and then spending just getting bogged down there and hurting a lot of people and destroying lives we should actually focus on repairing and running our country effectively and making it even more safe than ever i know that's a radical notion i know it's it's, it's something that's very hard for for most people to get around uh, get into their heads i mean Listen, Spotify, you know. Spotify, whoever we put this up on is listening to this. And we should be taken down for saying that right there. Yeah. That radical thing right oh, there. Oh, I know. You see that? It's such you a... Never take care of your home. Yeah, no. Never. If your house is on fire and your neighbor's got a clogged toilet, you better go fucking take care of that clogged you, yeah, toilet, Yeah, you're dude. about to be one of the freaking Mario gonna... and Luigi <laughs> brothers who just became a plumber. Yeah. <laughs> You know, when it comes to what our founding fathers had to say about about how this country should be ran and, you know, not just what they put in the Constitution, but also in their personal writings, their correspondence to one another. Yeah, you were talking about how know, that was important. Yeah, yeah. You know? on the last episode, I, I think I brought this up. Yeah. yeah. 
You know, Benjamin Franklin. Gives a much more raw perspective, you know. Right. Right. You know, yeah, into, into the minds that went into creating this this country. And, and, you know, yeah, it's been 250 years, but, like, you know, we still operate under the Constitution. You know, this is still our system of government. It is still our framework. That's our baseline, and, for sure. You know, you hear a lot of people who are in very much in favor of America maintaining its alliances with NATO who are very much in favor of America being the world police. You know, they think it's our, as a nation, it's America's moral responsibility to... I actually think to, the people, a lot of people know, want that. Like No, they really do. They do. A lot of people want that, you know. They need to understand that Benjamin Franklin, we've all heard the story, when he walked out and the woman asked him, what do we have, a, a, a monarchy or a republic, right? And he said, a republic, if you can keep it. And I think those, I mean, man, I think about that a lot, especially nowadays. Because these people who want America to, ma- to maintain this world policeman status, but also want to try and say that they're founding father lovers and they love American liberties and stuff like that, it's not compatible. You don't get to have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. Okay, there's a reason. Our, our, not only did our founding fathers tell us not to get entangled with other alliances, they also told us that they warned us about becoming an empire, becoming some world superpower. You know? I, do I mean, you think I, the majority of people, not in this country, I agree with what you're saying, people in yeah. this country do, do think that, but do you think that People in the rest of the world, and this is a total guess for both of us, obviously, but do you think that they want our presence around the world, other countries? Well, I think it, it would definitely depend what country you were asking. Yeah. But uh, like like, uh, like a lot of Europe, probably they, they love our presence because, I mean, let's be honest, we are the vast majority of NATO's military. You know why all these European countries love being in NATO? Because they don't have, at least until this shit started a month ago, they didn't feel like they really needed to have their own big, powerful militaries. They didn't feel like they needed to dump that much money into their militaries. Why? Why would they need to? They're in NATO. They've got the big umbrella of the United States of America. You know? And that's the one way... NATO's a one-way street. I really don't see... I, I, I don't see the benefit to America at all. You know, if we get invaded in this country, we're not going to be asking, where's NATO? You know, but if any European, if any other, if any of the other 29 countries in NATO get invaded, the very first thing out of their mouths is going to be, where's America? Yeah. And they're going to mean it. They're going to need us. (laughs) You know, they're like, so it's a one-way street where I really don't see America benefiting. I can just imagine Europe getting in a pinch and being like, we need some help. Florida! DeSantis! <laughs> Send us all... Send us all your mountains. Yeah, yeah, something, dude. We need all your Florida men. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they'll have that shit cleared up in a week, man. I'll handle it. But, uh... No, it's just a... It, it's an incredibly entangling... It, I can't talk, entangling alliance that basically... Has run its course. Can it, well, Yes, for, yeah, I agree. It has run its has course. Has lived its life. You yeah. know, but it, it ultimately condemns the United States to eventually getting involved in some other huge conflict. Yeah. When you got 29 other countries yeah. in, uh, in, in NATO... One of them is going to be attacked eventually. Yeah, in a regional conflict. And And then it makes the regional conflict larger than it has to be. You know, and it's just this... It's this ridiculous obligation that that we've put ourselves into starting after World War II, you know, where we just... We were basically like, don't worry, world. We got it. You know? We're the one... You know, we're the one world superpower now. Nobody else is going to screw with us as long as we're around. Nobody has to worry. You know, I'm paraphrasing, but, but like, yeah, you know. it was something like that. It was, yeah, it was, it was close. close. It was close. <laughs> but uh, 
Like, it, it was just, it was a pipe dream, man. It's a pipe dream that's lasted for 80 years. It was yeah. a nice dream while it lasted, but just like all of our nice dreams, you got to wake up eventually. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I really hope that that America takes the, they're not going to, but I really hope they do, <laughs> that they take this as a, that we take this as an opportunity to reevaluate our position in the world and to realize that maybe we can't be the world police, you know? Maybe we can't prop up NATO. Maybe we just need to focus on ourselves well, yeah, maybe, and maybe defend ourselves worthy, yeah. and really work, work on, on improving our alliance here. Our alliance yeah. here. Cause you know, I look at the condition of our alliance here and I'll agree. It looks great on paper, but you really start getting into the, to, into the fundamentals, into the, uh, into the nitty gritty of this There's country. There's been a lot of signs of like and of separation it, yes. and things like that. We've talked a lot about you it, know, you know, for sure. Our our alliance sure. here is definitely being put under I mean, you know, the most amount of strain it's been put under in a long time. You know, no doubt about that. And uh and that you know, that that's just I, I just got I, I gotta drive that point home that that's exactly what the United States is and we need to start looking at it like that again is that we are an alliance of sovereign states each one with the ability to govern itself but we're united a lot under, of people... under a very simple constitution which ensures our individual freedoms and private property rights but other than that the states can govern themselves they are sovereign states, you know, and and like you know, here in America, I think that and I, they have an obligation to their people, you yeah. know, as well as within the states, the counties, yep, you know, have an obligation to the people within the counties, and and uh, then but but the people are supposed to you know uh, be represented or be a part of the system, you know, and I think a lot of that's been lost in America, which is problematic. Right. You know, is it a lot of people? And, you know, I think that's something that's coming back, actually, which is a good thing. You know, in ways, like, ways of, like, school boards and things like that. Like, right. people are realizing, like, the ways we can activate. And just in general community projects and things like that. I think there are probably more younger people with families and stuff starting to realize, like, you know, we should get get involved and and do more of that. I, I think that is definitely a positive trend that's happening, in my opinion. You right. know, and, uh, you know, that is governance in a way. Like, we're setting the social standards and the social fabric of who we are as people when we do that. And, uh, you know, I mean, even when you think about it, like, and I'm, I, I really don't want to say this to, like, knock anybody or to make anybody feel bad, because that's not my intention. And uh, I know that every circumstance is different. But I will say that it's always been weird to me is, like, as a society that we have like so many nursing homes like that should tell you something because like in a, in a healthy society like you don't just put the older your older population in a home right you know what i'm saying like they live at home yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. we live in family like you're like joe's always said we live in like family units like you don't just send that off to somebody like like, everyone in the family sees the entirety of the process of life. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, you have kids. There's older people somewhere around in your life that you help with. And, you know, then there's people in the middle. Like, that's, like, the process. Right. You know, and it's like we have all these daycares and all these... And, all, and everyone calls that the American dream. Like, it is some type of dream. And it's like no one ever pumps the brakes you yeah. know to like be like man this is you know is this really the way of like life should be you know or is this like not a healthy way to treat like life like our existence right. like when we all grow old are we all just going to go into a center at some point where we all we all just go to a center you know well, i by mean by the time we're old we'll be soiling green Will be what? Soil and green. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a, uh, it's just a real thought. And it's just a, again, it's not a knock on people. Because I've had people all around me, you know. I mean, we all, 
it's it's we're all in this system together, you know. It's just a thought of like, you know, man, is that something you know we should think about more? Like, man, maybe we should treat each other differently. Like, treat yeah. our lives a little different. Like, maybe we should take some steps in our lives to ensure that we do have a better country. You know what I mean? Right. And like, maybe it is worth it, right? And then people would be like, dude, you're a fucking nationalist. And I'd be like, damn, you're right. No. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, I mean, you know, nationalism. But, but look at, look at, be, look at. I mean, it can be, there's, there's levels of nationalism, you know. I mean, I bring up the Founding Fathers, you know, a lot. That can be perceived as nationalism, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean. It's all, but but it's a, a point. point. It's a uh, it's a matter though. You know, I bring up the founding. Like I said it. I said this on the last uh, episode, and I and I, I I'll always say this. I, I believe this wholeheartedly that the Declaration of Independence, not the Constitution, is the most important document in American history. You know, and the Declaration of Independence really asserts our individual liberties. And rights and the fact that they come from nature or God or whatever you want to say, not from some government piece of paper. You know, that's the aspect of the foundation of this country that I really. I think that admire. most people. I think that's what most people you know? attach onto. Right. Really. Not like, necessarily the, you know, the parchment that the Constitution was written on, or, or, or anything like that. You know. And I do admire the minds of the men who who wrote this, you who know. Who tried to put it together, you know, yeah. You know, yeah, but... Uh, or who did put it together. Yeah. Right, but, you know, but but I... Like we were saying uh, before the episode started, we were discussing, like, the difference in, like, Russian nationalism versus, like, American nationalism. Like, even, even American nationalists, if you really got down to the fundamentals of, you know, their... Uh, their principles, they're much more individualistic than someone like a hardcore Russian nationalist, right? Or like a Chinese nationalist, communist, you know? Uh, you know, so, I mean, we're a very individualistic people. What's crazy, that. though, and this is very naive, I understand the world's not perfect, but what's crazy is that if people take care of themselves and on an individual level and understand that, you know, they're being, spiritual being on this planet, trying to figure it out, trying to go through, you know, makes them feel good to be a productive member of society, to do things in their community, and in turn, them doing that becomes the very governance all of them participate in, by all of them participating in it, who does, you know? And then, and then by them, you know, believing that they love their system and they love their way of life, then they give their state you know, a better, you know, uh, health, you know, right. th their state is more healthy. And then by their state being more healthy, then their alliance in these United States is more healthy and yep. people around them. And then possibly even people afar practicing a completely different way of governance and understanding of life. It rubs off on them even in a way that is like, oh, we, tr we could trade with them. Even if you don't, Ally with people, like they said, you know, we've right. said it many a times, mm. you know, mm. trade with all, ally with none. Yep. But it makes a more healthy, fluid situation. It's when you get these people that don't look inward, you know, at problems and they want to, they blame everything. Here's one thing someone said. When's the last time you've like, like watched, <laughs> if you ever watched like anything political, if anyone does, and you've ever watched anything political, when's the last time you've seen someone from the United States government say that is our bad we were absolutely wrong on that yeah. when's the last time you've seen have you ever seen that in your life i don't think i've ever seen a politician say anything to that effect yeah i mean that's yeah. a problem yeah come on is that not like a real like like do they really believe that that they that they haven't ever ha made a mistake right that they don't need to apologize for no it's the, the only thing they, they apologize for if they get caught you know, sending the dick pic. You know, hey, no offense, <laughs> Anthony Weiner. <laughs> that was an ironic no. situation. <laughs> yeah. 
Anthony Wienerson. Dude, I wouldn't mind meeting him. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I wouldn't give him my number and text message. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that was an interesting story. Dude, honestly, that whole thing was weird. Hey, you know what I was thinking about the other day is, do you remember that one time that uh, George Bush was, like, doing some press conference and somebody tried to throw his shoe at him? Oh, yeah. And he dodged it. <laughs> he did some good dodging, too, yeah, man. No. He was all up and down, up and down. No, and he was Vince Vaughn, man. He was, <laughs> he was what was the guy's name in Dodgeball? It's like the... Yeah, Vince Vaughn. No, but who's the, uh, who's the guy in the wheelchair? Oh, uh... Patch oh, Hooligan. Pa- Patches. Patches O'Hooligan. Yeah, Patches. Yeah, Patches. <laughs> George Bush. If you can dodge a shoe... You can dodge a draft. <laughs> How could that guy? There was also an Iraqi veteran like that heckled him like a year and a half or so ago, at a at a rally and some speech he was giving. And uh, me and Kevin were talking about this after the workout tonight. Actually, oh really? The guy. So there's an Iraqi veteran there. So whenever you're like, when if you speak out about the war, they'll say, "Oh, you don't support the troops." You know, someone might say that. You might hear that in yeah. response. Man, you kind of sound... You don't know what those troops are going through over there. And you're over here fucking complaining about... You know, support the troops and just shut up. Yeah. You know, fucking live your rich American life and shut up. No, I'm getting yeah. real deep into it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, <laughs> Sorry, it's no. the rhetoric, though. But no, no, rhetoric. it does happen, right? Yeah. But then, so so in instances like this, they're there, George Bush is doing a Q&A at the end of the speech. And this guy, who's an Iraqi veteran, was there over there. Friends died, people died around them, participated in watching his, the, the Iraqis die. I mean, you know, no telling what this guy went through over there, right? Not his decision. George Bush's decision. He just went. So he starts going off. He stands up and he's like, yeah, I'd just like to ask you this question. When are you going to apologize for your decision to send... To, to go over into Iraq and to destroy... You know, and I don't want to say exactly what he said. You can look right. it up online. But it just went off. And then people start booing him. And he's like, I was there. You sent me there to Iraq. You yeah. know, I can say this, basically, is what he's saying. Yeah. And they're booing him. You know, they're booing him. And then George Bush, you know, get, starts talking or whatever. And no one boos him. Yeah. You see how ass backwards that is? And it's like, those same people will be the ones telling you, you don't support the troops. Yep. Yeah. It's like, he is the troops. Yeah. He's saying it, you know. He's speaking, you know, and trying to say something. And you start booing him. Yeah. You should let him confront George Bush. He deserves that. Yeah. You know, let it happen. Don't boo him. Say, fucking say your piece. Let George, what are you going to say, George? You know, what do you have to say about that? It'd be a great time to apologize. Yeah. You know what I mean? Put him on the spot. But, but these people are like copping out, dude. Like... Like, let it be. If, if George Bush did no wrong and he doesn't deserve that, then let him respond. You know what I mean? Right. Don't just heckle this guy out. He deserves to say his piece, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. It, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's ass backwards to think that way. Like, you can't even talk about it. You can't even... Even if you were in the war. Right. You can't even ask a question about it. You know, yep. that just seems real, that well, just seems like that, real that, wrong That reminds to me, me too of like when Ron Paul ran, you know, in 2008 <laughs> and 2012, huh. you know, he got called unpatriotic and he didn't support the troops and he, you know. Boy, but those so aged times, well, didn't they? Oh, man. Those, those yeah. clips aged like oh, fine man. wine, didn't they? Yeah. Damn. Insane, you know. But Ron Paul, I mean, you know, I don't think a lot of people who criticized him realized Ron Paul's a veteran, you know, he was in the, he yeah, was in the, you know, he too. was drafted, you know, you know, yeah, I, you know he, but, uh, but he, you know, he did wear the uniform, he did swear the oath, and he, he is a United States veteran, you know, and, and, uh, it, he didn't really, dodge, no. yeah, he didn't dodge it, you know, and if anyone gets, has the right, you know, to talk about those kinds of things, I mean, I think everybody does have the right to talk about those kinds of things, but if you're going to listen, really, to, the stories people of that have real insight, who physical there, insight, yeah. who were on the ground. You know, not a couple of schmoes like me and you who have never been to the other side of the world. We we're, we're just sitting here, completely speculating. You know, yeah. when, we, when we talk about this kind of thing. Dude. But these people were there. They saw the horrors, the atrocities. 
I'll just go ahead and say it, the human rights violations, the war crimes that the the military, the United States military, all the NATO, you know, whoever, all the other countries that have participated in those Middle Eastern invasions, you know, they are all guilty of the same sorts of war crimes and the same sorts of things that we are now up in arms and accusing, you know, wanting no, Putin we said, to be assassinated. We, we, talked about, we talked about this last episode, that if you really think that, if you really think that Putin should be brought up on war crimes, then you have to think that all the presidents of, of our lifetime pretty much should should be brought up on war crimes. Yep. That's Bill Clinton included. That is Barack Obama. That is Hillary Clinton, Secretary of State uh, in Libya, you know, and that whole debacle. That is everybody yep. under George W. Bush. Of course, that's not even to be said, you know. <laughs> Dick Cheney, you know. I mean, can we please call him Rich Richard so we don't have to make it awkward? You know, and, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, but anyways, man, we'll gallivant on to something else, man. We can talk about yeah. this, you know. We we, can go we end up, yeah. I mean, you know, it's good. It is what it is, man. It's a fun time, and we just get a kind of rant. I don't really talk to anybody else about that stuff, you know. Right. And, and it's a good time to kind of let it off the chest and just get a feel for it, and you know. Man, the whole thing is I just like to pay attention to what's going on in my life. Like, I feel like if I'm over here worrying about all this other stuff, like, it's what is that going to do for me as a person? Right. You know, like, like, and I don't mean that in a greedy way. I mean, what kind of person am I going to be for the world? If I'm over here worrying about shit that doesn't even affect me, then I'm going to, I'm going to start letting that affect my life in a negative way. And then now it's going to be negative over where I am. Right. You know, and I think you just have to try to focus through all this, you know. And uh, the only other thing I would really say in all this, because, you, know, you know, a lot of people that I, I meet and talk to every day, you know, man, we just talk about, like, if I'm in music, we're talking about music. Or if you're working out, you're talking about something else. But when it does come up, you know, I just think that the one thing is that, that you it doesn't hurt to be prepared, you know. Like, it doesn't yeah. hurt to have, like, yourself prepared for, you know, Maybe not having some electricity or something happening where, you know, gas isn't as easy to get or food's not as easy to get for a while. I don't think it really hurts to prepare, man. I would I would yeah. definitely like to say that. And uh, But the other thing I was thinking is we could do a movie of the week if you wanted to. Because uh, I do have a kind of... one? I, well, I kind of have a story about a movie and I, it's not my movie of the week, but my son was watching a, a DVD... Yeah. He, you know, he was just randomly watching a DVD a while back, like within the week or something, you know. And uh, he was laughing and he had his headphones on and I was like, what are you watching, man? And he was like, oh, I'm watching this movie that y'all had here. It's called 50 First Dates, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and he was laughing at that part where uh, like Rob Snyder like does the, does the tries to do the flip off the dock, you know, but does the belly flop, yeah. you know. And then he's like, all right, you kids go down there and pick up my balls. Oh, yeah. you know? <laughs> and he was laughing at that part, but he just thought that was hilarious. Man. That's awesome, but man. But it made me think of that, dude. I remember when that movie came out, dude. I, man, I love that movie. That's a great yeah, one. Yeah, so I don't really have one, no. I just thought that that would be something kind of we could turn the page and do. We haven't done that in a while. It'd be kind of fun to... Uh, I, I felt it was a segue. Yeah. Let's just put yeah. it, no, it a segue. Uh, get let's see. You know what? Fuck it. I'll just do the uh, the the one I I watched actually a movie last night. Uh, I think it came out in like 2002. It's called The Dog Soldiers. Or I think it's just called Dog Soldiers, not The Dog Soldiers. But uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of this one. Apparently, it's some kind of cult classic. I found it on YouTube. It's the only place I could find it. Couldn't find it on any of the other streaming networks. And I have all the major streaming networks, you know. So. It's kind of weird that I couldn't find it on anything but YouTube, but I did find it. it came out in 2002. It's a British British film. Uh, and it's about this platoon of British soldiers who go out on this regular training mission, at least they think it is, and it ends up being that they're out there pretty much as bait for these werewolves. That They're up in like the Scottish Highlands. It's a werewolf movie. Yeah. It's a horror movie. They did a pretty good job. You know, I think it's a... Uh, probably one of the best, you know, werewolf movies I guess you ever seen. Not yeah, that, yeah, not that there's cool. a long list of them to, to go no, off of. No, there's not. There's but, not. But, uh, 
You know, I guess you're going off of, like, Teen Wolf. It's better than Teen Wolf. But see, that's also why it's cool, because that's something that Hollywood is really missing, man. They're just making remakes of everything. Yeah. Like, find what hasn't been done so much and and go after it, you know? Do some new stuff, man. Right. You're right. Werewolf stuff. I mean, I'm sure you can find some. There are a few of them. But there, right. it hasn't been done. You know, you don't have to recreate that genre. Right. You know, like, to go in there or, like or like redo that genre. Like, you could go in there and do some new cool stuff that yeah. hadn't been done before without being corny, right? The werewolf movies, that's pretty cool, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'll but do yeah, one. How about good. the movie, how about the old movie Hook with Hook. Robin Williams? Oh, man. Damn, yeah. I haven't seen that since I was. Oh, dude, have your kids seen that kid. one? kid. You know, I don't think they have. Oh, I don't, they I don't even, I'm not even real sure. I have a huge movie collection, and I'm not even real sure I own that one, man. Well, I'm going to say something I never thought I'd say to you. Yeah. I'll let you borrow it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, but for real, that's a good movie. My kids watch it. They, I, I heard them watching it, and uh, yeah. they like that movie. That's when they pick out. And I was like, dude, that's such a good movie, man. Like, I remember growing up to that movie. I mean, right. it's, it's, it's dated, you know yeah. I mean? Wait, but you got to... But I thought that was, that's a good movie. And a shout-out to Robin Williams, you know, who was in so much great shit, man. I mean, right. he just did so much cool stuff, you know. You know, he was an, he's an interesting one. Yeah. Robin Williams. I mean, the fact that he did Peter Pan, I was kind of tripping out. I was like, man, yeah. you know, this is a weird role for him. Right. And he did it, you know. He did it. Oh, Peter Pan. Have you ever, have and you he ever heard? he was the genie. He was the genie yeah. in Aladdin, too, yeah. you know, which was yeah. an iconic role. Oh, yeah. You know? Did you see the live-action remake of Aladdin? No, I've never seen oh, it. Oh, don't no, waste no. your time, yeah. man. Don't waste I saw time. Dumbo. Were... I did see Dumbo, and I've seen The Lion King. Yeah. Is the he... Lion King one was just so unnecessary. Oh, man. It was so weird. unnecessary. Yeah, it nah, was word nah. for word, scene for scene, word for word. The cartoon Lion King. You just did it live action. Like, yeah, like, it was weird. That was weird. But here's the problem with anything you redo about the Lion King or that you try to make, like, number two, number three, any other Lion King. Yeah. Is number one was a smash. Like, oh, yeah. number one just, you're never going to beat that. Well, you saw number two, right? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Well, yeah, but but of course still. that was out when I was a kid. I really liked that. One, yeah, man. and like so, and like, yeah. but we were still hanging on to the Lion King yeah. dreams. Let's be honest. Right. Like we wanted right. it. Yeah, like like to recapture that is just there was no room for anything else. You know, like you, right. it's like we got what we wanted here. You know, there are some times when like the sequels and stuff work where you it does leave you wanting more. Jaws. It comes out to me, you know, like, like we've talked about the ones with books that have Jaws like one and two. Uh, Harry Potter or or, or uh, Jurassic Park where they have a book attached to it. So it's like, you know, they've set it up for another one. Right. You know what I mean? That that but a movie like The Lion King, it's unnecessary. The first Lion King, I guarantee you it's pretty unanimous that most people like the first oh, yeah, Lion King. No, for, for sure. Like the first yeah. cartoon Lion King, you know. Yeah. That you mean Hamlet one. with lions? No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? <laughs> Pretty but, much, dude. Yeah. Pretty much. But, uh... Yeah, damn. Dang, you know, dude. here, I want to get your opinion on this. There okay. was something else in pop culture going on. <clears throat> I follow the UFC. <laughs> I like to watch it. It's a fun sport. All of, all of mixed martial arts, boxing, combat sports. I think it's the most interesting because... These guys quite literally are like fucking Spartans. You know, what do you call right. them? Like the like Roman the gladiators. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, you're getting punched in the face like that much with no gloves on. I mean, that that's causing physical effects. Yeah. You know, mental effects to your life. It could be life-threatening right. every t- it is life-threatening every time, no doubt about it. You know, and so I just have a fascination with that, but so there's kind of this thing going on where you know, there's there's a, a conversation that's been going on for a long time in that community about like, uh, like how much trash talk should be allowed. You know, or like should you know should there just be like moral code of not trash talking? And recently, there was two guys that were, and I'll kind of keep it short for you because I just want to get your subject on what you think about it, just in yeah. general. But uh, it's just another interesting, different topic we can talk about. So. 
they these two guys were were friends and and kind of teammates loosely for a while, right? And then they went in and they had a falling out because of money or something. And then they ended up they were going to compete against each other, and right. they competed against each other. And the guy who won is kind of a guy who talks a lot of smack, kind of plays a character role, right. you know, uh, does that whole thing. And he talked about the guy's kids, was like, you know, man, like, you're not, uh, like, I'm the daddy of your kids, man. Like, you're, you know, like, just brought up his family, got very personal in the lead up, right? They, they, they had this contest legally in the cage. The one guy who talked all that smack won, okay? All right, then just the other day, they both live in Miami, and the one guy who won was leaving a steak restaurant in Miami, and the other guy, and, and apparently, I know him for sure, and a few people were with him. I don't know if they had anything to do, like if they threw punches or whatever, but right. he ran up on the guy and just like basically jumped him, you know, and started, and chipped his tooth and messed his, you know, messed him up a little bit, didn't knock him unconscious or anything like that, but right. basically attacked him there. And so my question to you is like, uh, in in sport like that, just from the outside looking in, because you right. don't watch that stuff, right? No, yeah. Like, do you think that there should be lines in combat sport? I'm talking about a combat sport because the one guy who talked about the guy's family, his argument is, dude, we're getting in a cage and like killing each other, pretty much. Yeah. Like I'm, I can say anything I want. It's words, dude. Yeah. You know, like that's his. That's his thought. Right. But do you think, like, in your opinion, do you think that that, it, like, like, duh, he's going to go attack you outside? Like, you're talking about his family. Like, like right. where does it stop? Like, where do you <clears throat> kind of see that? No, yeah, I think that trash talk, first of all, I think that tr- trash talk belongs more in the WWE than yeah. it does in the MMA. Yeah. You know, yeah, if you yeah. want to play a character... Go do WWE. That's made tailor fit just for you. Go play a character and get hit with a fucking fold up chair, and you know, yeah. and, and you can talk all the trash you want in the in the ring, you know. And I mean, the microphone. Yeah, you know, it just it, it's a it's a much better setting for that sort of behavior, I guess you could say. Uh, trash talk in in MMA. I mean. And I have watched some MMA. My brother is a big MMA fan. You know, I've yeah. watched my share of MMA. I do. I do watch it every now and then. Uh, when there's a big, when and, there's a big event on or something. Right. Yeah. When there's a big yeah. fight. That's actually but, really fun getting together with a group of people and. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, like a sporting event. No, I know. I actually went to an MMA party one time. They were, and I can't even remember who was fighting, but uh, I do remember that it was a big old party. They had food and everything. And the fight lasted like 15 seconds. Yeah, I was like, oh, man. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. yeah, let's go home. Fuck. Yeah. But, uh, but no, as far as trash talk goes, I think he just stepped over the line when he talked about his kids and family. You know, you can say, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to beat your ass or whatever, yeah, you know, yeah. gonna, you know, whatever. You can talk all you want about me, you know, but like, to bring up, like, I don't even think they bring up each other's families in the freaking WWE, you know? Yeah. Where it's all a big trash-talking show. I I agree, man. I I actually sit exactly where you sit on that. I think the same thing. Like, because those, like, we're all people. Like, just because you're a father of somebody or a husband of someone or whatever doesn't mean that that's not a separate person as you. And they have to deal with life themselves. Right. And you're bringing them into some shit they're not even in. You know, like, they don't have anything to do with it. You know, so I think it's a little distasteful. And I just think that it's made it made big news in the sporting world, for sure. Because, yeah, you know, did. there's charges being pressed and things like that, which is just ridiculous. Like, hey, why don't I just go, you know, just sign up and go again? You yeah, know what right. I mean? <laughs> I mean, it seems like you should have, it should have been handled already. I mean, yeah. I you know... But, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just... You're going to uh, beat his ass. You should have done it in the ring. Well, that's... Could have gone on your record. Could have gotten another W. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the whole thing. That's what a lot of people say from the other side is, yeah, you should, right. probably shouldn't have done that. Looks looks nasty on his part for jumping him like that, too. But right. I, I understand. I mean, man, when you're, a, when you're a, a guy who fights for a living and fights for his life, pretty much looks at it that way. Right. I mean, you're gonna, you think you're going to let someone sit there and talk about your kids and not allow it to affect you emotionally? I mean, that's asking a lot from somebody 
who does that for a living, you right. know, and protects himself and has done that their whole life. So I understand both sides, and I, you know, I, I totally, man, I just like, like, man, I, I love the sport side of it. Like, I really do enjoy the technical side of it, like watching really good matchups between people who are going to push each other to a high level. Right. So, and I, and enjoy the, the, I enjoy people with good personalities, but when it's fake and it's a forced character, like doing it, man, I don't know. I think it's a little distasteful, especially when you're making it that far where someone feels like even after they fought you for five rounds, they still want to kill you. I mean, that's obviously you've stepped over some lines, you know what I mean? Right. I, I just, that's, it's a, but that was kind of something going on in the sporting world. Anyway, yeah, so we've yeah, touched yeah, on some pop culture, some sporting, uh, a lot of some geopolitics. We're right in an yeah. hour right now, and then what else? Is there anything going on here? I know it's Thunder in the Hills this weekend. Yep. I'm going and recording some songs. I'll be up in Gladewater, Texas. This weekend, by the time this episode comes out, I'm going to upload this one on Tuesday. Okay. Because uh, I won't be here too. We'll have to do it Thursday next week. Right. So I'm going to do put our last week's up tomorrow morning, do this one Tuesday. So by the time this one comes up, I'll have been in Gladewater uh, uh, and going to go record there. And I have some like three gigs this weekend, so it's going to be a crazy busy uh, weekend for me. But we have Thunder in the Hills going on. Good weekend yeah. for the Hill Country, right? Bikers from all over the world probably here. Yep. No, it's like it's Sturgis for here, it's you know. Yeah, loud around here during this weekend. No, sure. Yeah, even out at my bottom. house it is. You know, yep. you hear it even out at my house it is. You hear more bikers. Oh yeah, cruising oh, by. Oh, three thirty-seven. There, part of the Twisted Sisters, man. Yeah. What about bike? What about the motorcyclists at night? Do you ever see them? Oh yeah, like dude, dude. Yeah, you know what I mean. I you you're you're confident, you know. I'll give you that. <laughs> I mean. I wouldn't, if I owned a bike, you know, I definitely, I don't think I would do much riding at night, you know, <laughs> especially out on these roads. People got to understand, we're broadcasting from Bandera County, possibly the whitetail deer capital of Texas. And, and, <laughs> like, and a sprinkle of axes. Like, yeah, I mean, so many deer feral around hogs here. too. Yeah, the, oh man, you hit a feral hog on a, on a bike. That's like hitting a brick wall, dude. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, you're gonna, you're gonna fly. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, but the deer around here really are just so thick. It's the whole thing. Is that yeah, I don't even see, riding I just, a bike in the day is just a man. The people that ride their bikes at night, I already, I just don't see how they sit on their, I don't see how they sit on their bikes with their balls. That size. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, I saw a guy the other night uh, riding his bike at night, going and. Given that he, I was behind him for a couple of miles, and it was I was passing through Medina, yeah. and and it was going he was going from Medina down three thirty seven about two miles, yeah. and he turned off and went and parked it. But I was like, man, I was thinking, how far is this guy gonna go? Because it is dark. I, you know, there's deer on the side of the road. It's like yep. it just takes one to jump out. Man, what a crazy situation. Yeah. You know, do you ever see any more bicyclists on the sides of the roads? Not lately. It's coming. It's coming. No, really? Are they? Are they? Is well, it's springtime. Oh, it's spring yeah. Time. Yeah. You know, you're gonna start seeing them more. Yep. Where, where did I see them the other day? Oh man, saw some bicyclist on 46 between oh, no. uh, going to Bernie, dude, for real. 46 to Bernie. Like you just don't people that have never oh, been on that road. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, there's not a worse road to ride a bicycle on that I've ever been on probably that's got to be one of the worst incredibly curvy incredibly windy, windy. And, and and basically people treat it they move quick on it even yeah. though it's windy people are not looking for that very narrow yeah, moves there's not, fast there's no shoulder yeah no, no shoulder on most of 16 i mean uh, i mean not 16 uh, 46 that's insane that people are riding bicycles on yeah. 46 i mean that's just something that, like, man, you know, there's some trails out there, some really nice trails. Yeah, you know, I mean, want, you man. Go hit a Why up, do you, you want to ride? Yeah, why do you want to ride? Why do you want to ride with that chaos? Yeah. Like, why do you want to ride with that threat? That's what I, kind of what I do think sometimes. Like, you want the knowing that a car could be coming up behind you at 55 or 60 miles per hour and not see you and incidentally. You want 
your life in the, their hands, you know, like, I don't know, man. It would make me feel super uneasy. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm like you, man. When I go do something like that, I'd rather be out in nature. Right. You know, riding around out there where it's quiet. Go do some mountain biking. Yeah, that. Like out in the trails. Yeah, that'd be cool. Be a blast. I'm yep. sure that'd be a lot of fun. I've done a little bit of that before, but to really get into it like people do, people take that to the next level. Oh, yeah. no. I, I'd like to go do some mountain biking. I, I th- I've never... I mean, when I was a kid, I used to ride my mountain bike through, like, the woods and stuff, but never, like, anything really intense, you know. Uh, but I, th- I I think that I'd like to go do some mountain biking. I'm sure I would, I'm sure I'd eat dirt a few times, you know, but hey, yeah, everybody, everybody does, yeah, yeah. you know, and freaking, uh, it's just part of it, you know. Dust yourself off, get back on the bike. It's the price you pay. And, yeah, but, uh, but no, I think that would be fun, you know. Yeah. And out in the woods... I'd much rather be out in the woods than on a freaking highway yeah, surrounded 46. by big old freaking metal boxes that can just plow into you at any yeah. time, man. Somebody, somebody not paying attention for a second, you know, texting on their phone. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, where do you want to wrap it up, man? What do you want to do? I think that uh, I think we've uh, done a pretty good job of uh, going over most everything today. We didn't even come in here today with a with a set. Uh, List of topics like we usually do, you know. So we were even more scatterbrained today than we usually are. Yeah, I'll but let uh, it flow, you know. Let but yeah, flow. let it flow. And uh, you know, I'm just gonna say, I'm gonna say it one more time because I really want to use this episode to ram it home. Let's just focus on our own alliance right here at home, called the United States of America. We want to say thank you so much for listening to our podcast the independent thinking Texans. A lot of times, you know, we may not necessarily know what we're saying or doing, but who really does in this world? It's a busy, busy place. Thank you so much for taking the time, though. We do appreciate it. Keep thinking for yourself, always and forever. Have a great day.